Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. I am Justin. If you're wondering who you're listening to, you can find me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. And before I get started, I got to bring in my co-host in life and on the pod. That's right. It's the tight end expert. And we are here talking about tight ends this week. (laughs) Miranda, you can find her on Twitter at the Mermark. You can call her Mer. Mer, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Justin. And Tight end expert is a stretch, but I am very passionate about my tight ends. Giggity. Um, we just got back uh, yesterday from a, a big, long, action-packed, fun-filled weekend at the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. Yes, it was a great time. I had so much fun. Met so many amazing people. There there are just so many amazing people in this industry. It's such a community feeling, and I just love how much everybody just wants to talk and share with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was interesting, you know, one of the things I take away that technically we're all kind of in competition with each other, sort of, for clicks or downloads, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's what keeps the business running. But the community feel of it and how everybody it just seems to be so supportive, to me, was awesome. You know, it was it was cool. It was a neat experience. Obviously, being our first time at the Fantasy Football Expo, but we we had a great time, and I had so much fun um, at the kickoff party on Friday. Yeah, where we did our tastings and takes. We got a lot of hot takes. There's a lot to get through, so we do not have them up yet, but we are working it's on coming. it. It's coming. Yeah. I. It's coming. It's been fun looking back through them. <laughs> I have a lot of favorites. I may not necessarily agree with them, but. The presentation and the argument and the creativity behind some of those hot takes. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I can't wait till we get ro- those rolling out, but yeah, those absolutely. will be coming. And it was fun talking to and meeting all the new people then and at the booths on Sunday. And um, I, I mean, I look forward to collaborating with some of them. Hopefully we, mm-hmm. we stay in contact and get some of them on the show. Absolutely. You have a new fan we, we found, Tracy a.k.a. find her on Twitter at gg underscore ffbots, um, doing good work with fantasy football on her own, but she's a big fan of you. <laughs> gave, you gave you lots of compliments. Yes. feel like that really made your day. That was really nice, but she was a really cool person. Just, I mean, everybody we met was just super nice, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we had people come up to us Sunday saying that they had already ordered the whiskey that they tried 
for the Keeper's Heart Whiskey, which was fantastic. Yes. So um, a lot of good feedback on that. Speaking of Keeper's Heart. We are drinking Keeper's Heart today. Again, I told you <laughs> last week that I feel like August is just the Keeper's Heart month for whiskey. There are so many different whiskeys that they make for us to try, and we're trying them. Yeah. <laughs> so today um, we are drinking in our old fashions, and we'll try later on in the show when we review it. Um, Keeper's Heart. This one is a special one. You can only get it through Ace Spirits. It is their Irish-American blend that is finished in Pedro Zimenez sherry casks. And there's just, this is the only barrel where their Irish-American was finished in, and it's Ace Spirits. Yeah, store pick for Ace Spirits. There's only 300 of them we saw in the bottle. Mm -hmm. I think we were like bottle two. 32 or That's something. what I thought it was too, yeah. 232. So it must be um, right. It must be if we both thought of the same number. So I'm going with it. There you go. Um, but yeah, you can only get this at Ace Spirits. It is the only, like I said, the only sherry cask finish for Keeper's Heart. So, so. If, so if you like the American or the Irish American and you like sherry casks finished whiskeys, mm-hmm. this one might be for you. We'll review the tastes at the uh, end of the show here. And kind of let you know what we're tasting from it. You know, I told a lot of people this this weekend that we're not necessarily like experts or connoisseurs. And we're definitely not hoity-toity. We do our best to kind of tell you what we're tasting. But we also know everybody tastes something different. So We're not connoisseurs? Isn't well, that mean? maybe we are. We're connoisseurs. We're connoisseurs. I feel like we're connoisseurs. All right. So. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. We're not experts. Right. We just enjoy whiskey. Yeah, this is true. We, we very much enjoy whiskey. so um, But yeah, we'll do the taste pro- profile. And if you like it, you can order it on aspirits.com. Use promo code B or not promo code, checkout code BET for $10 off. One other thing, you said it's Keeper's Heart Month. Unless they are kind enough to send us a different bottle that we haven't tried before next week, we, we don't have another Keeper's Heart to try, unfortunately. No. We don't. <laughs> but a lot of people got to try Keeper's Heart at the expo. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit later as well. But let's talk about some headlines that might impact fantasy football. There, oh, my goodness. You want to start it off? Week. Yes. Let's, let's start with the one that I feel like a lot of people, we've been waiting for it, waiting to find out where Delvin Cook lands. Yes. Because he has to, one of the, arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, fantasy football points-wise, yeah. Fantasy, yes. Yeah. I'm only talking fantasy. Okay. I'm not going to... Come on, Justin. Come <laughs> well, on. Well, I'm just... if <laughs> Looking at his... If I was kind of doing a little deep dive in this, and his efficiency mm-hmm. rating was not very good, despite the fact that he did well fantasy. Signed with the Jets for this quote-unquote super team that Rodgers is putting together. I feel like we're watching the NBA, where they get their, <laughs> their favorite players. They request who to bring in, and... It is crazy. Like, what is happening? With this Jets team, like the Jets, Delvin Cook to the Jets. I did not. See, did you see that? Did you see that as a landing place? No, I mean I knew he visited there, but yeah, but what are they doing? They they have Brees Hall, who is allegedly healthy and supposed to be ready from that injury last year to be ready Week One, and they uh, drafted Ishbenakanda. I don't know if I, I think that's how I say his name, Israel Ishbenakanda. Mm-hmm. They drafted him. They have still they have guys from last year that contributed when Brees went down. 
I don't get the move as far as the Jets go. I know more weapons is always a good thing, mm-hmm. but I still don't know if I quite understand it. And they paid him almost like a starting running back. I mean, it was a decent contract. Mm-hmm. So, I know it's a short <laughs> year contract. This but impacts Brees Hall. Yeah. People who have contracted Brees Hall already, kept him. Drafted him. Dra- like, this is going to impact his value in fantasy. There's no way this doesn't impact. Absolutely. That. You you have a crowded backfield now. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think Rodgers, Rodgers, one of his complaints at Green Bay was not opening up the playbook. I don't think he comes to the Jets thinking he's just going to hand that ball off every play. No, Rodgers is a show off. <laughs> Absolutely. So not only do you have a crowded backfield, but you have Rodgers the show off. So I don't know how this is going to go. No, but I just I just can't believe this team. This is just a completely different Jets team from the past. It is. I, I just I'm I want to watch some of these games. I need to see what they're doing. I can't wait to see them fall on their face. That's what I'm hoping for. Before we talk about the rest of the news, you know, buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. I remember a time that uh, we had some tickets and we realized eh, it wasn't the best seats because I didn't realize what I was buying. And then we ended up buying new ones when the event rolled around. We sold the ones or tried to sell them and finally sold them last minute. talking about the Backstreet Boys concert. Yeah, I didn't go to it. But uh, (laughs) I do remember the tickets that we got were not the best. Well, that's because I didn't have game time. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater theater near you. And they got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets like I was when I realized that I overpaid. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Here, forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event which is actually when I sold mine before. (laughs) Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's more than 100% people. Now here's what I like about it. I would have realized I was getting the not as great tickets if... The place I bought these tickets had this feature. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email wondering, where the heck was that? Did it go to junk? I can't find it. So, here's what you do. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. That's right, $20 off your first purchase. Go to a game, go to a concert, take $20 off the ticket price. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I love how you threw in there, I didn't go to it. (laughs) I just wanted to be clear. I did not attend the Backstreet Boys. That was an amazing concert. Come on, Justin. Well, NSYNC's better. I don't even (laughs) want to talk to you. Get out. This is the (laughs) Apple Android thing. I liked NSYNC, but Backstreet Boys, come on. The Apple Android, the NSYNC Backstreet Boys, (laughs) the bourbon, the rye. I think um, (laughs) a lot of people told you how much Apple was superior android this weekend i don't think anybody told me that in fact i specifically heard somebody say 
I do believe that Android is better. I just can't switch at this point in my life. No, I refuse <laughs> to accept that. <laughs> Let's talk about the other big name running back because the Jets have a crowded backfield and we don't like it. Zeke. But yeah, Zeke signed with the Patriots, which... I This impacts me because I was thinking... Does it? Yeah, well, yeah. It impacts strategy for me and what I've already been thinking about with Ramondre. I, here's my hot take. What's your hot take? Zeke has less than 350 rushing yards this year. He does not affect Ramondre Stevenson at all. Maybe takes a couple red I'm, zone he's touches. He's taking some. Because I'm not saying that Ramondre isn't the guy. Yeah. I'm saying he. we went from a one main running back Patriots offense yeah. to now there's going to be time shared. Sure. And I think when we're looking at these running backs for our rosters those teams that only have one primary granted chances of injury goes up all this stuff is going to be more important fantasy wise than these teams that have two or three backs who are sharing time reminder stevenson finished 11th last year Mm -hmm. tony pollard who was zeke's teammate finished seventh i know it's not the same offense necessarily it's not the same offense but I don't I don't think this is going to affect Ramonde Stevenson. I'm not scared at all as a Ramonde Stevenson manager. I'm not it scared at all. It changes my plan for him. <laughs> That's all I'm it saying. It wouldn't for me. No, 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 no. I mean like my expectations. Okay. okay there, not plan, Your expectations. my expectations. Yeah. It changes my expectations. <laughs> Fair enough. Um do you think it's going to affect Ramonde a lot? Are you on the same page as me that this is really nothing to sweat about? Maybe it's nothing to sweat. I don't think you need to sweat about it, but I'm disappointed. Maybe they brought Zeke in for his excellent blocking skills. <laughs> they brought if, him in to be a blocker. If everybody remembers Zeke's last play for the Cowboys, for some reason he was lined up as the center and got completely like blown over, knocked on his <laughs> ass. It was probably the most comical thing you could have seen as far as somebody in their last play for a team. But now he gets a chance to redeem himself uh, with the Patriots. One other thing that popped up today, Anthony Richardson named QB1 for week one. I assume in the rest of the season, we'll see. But this is interesting because it, as talented as he is mm-hmm. and as mo- like as much of an athlete as he is, I saw him throw in that preseason game and it did not look good at all. <laughs> Um, it looked bad. He was thrown behind his receivers. It just, it didn't look good. So this move surprises me. How do you think Anthony Richardson being named their starter impacts the receivers on this Colts offense? Oh yeah. I am staying away from Michael Pittman. He's a talented receiver. He can be good when he has a good receiver throwing to him, but I'm staying when he has away a good or quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Quarterback throwing to him. Um, or a good running back, which I know we're going to hear that Anthony Richardson is a running back because he runs very well. We're going to hear that from people. So, anyways, that's our headlines. you have anything else to add before we jump in? No, I'm ready to talk about some tight ends. All right. Real quick, before we get to your tight end list, my tight end list, but everybody's going to want to hear yours. You are the expert, the tight end expert. 
self-proclaimed. You keep calling me that. I never self. <laughs> I never. This is you <laughs> making me the expert. Maybe I proclaimed That's it. That's a little extreme. I know people are going to disagree with me when we go through this list. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but you know what you can't disagree with? Signing up for the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from the SGPN. I believe the first one is dropping next week. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part to fight against the corporate gambling and sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon, of course. All the picks and every everything we give out, fantasy football advice, everything is going to continue to be free. This is just a little extra bonus. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. Did you, did you have any struggles making your tight end list? Was it pretty simple compared to the other positions? You know, how'd you approach this one? I approached it in terms of Justin. I I have a different I know like I know you're looking specifically on dollar amounts like would you pay $56 for Travis Kelsey yes you should pay $56 for him if you can get him lower then great but (laughs) I'm looking at it from a talent perspective and what you need on your team because I argue this over and over and over that the tight end position is a very important position to draft. And a lot of times I feel like it gets overlooked. It's undervalued. The common theme among the leagues where I have one or made it second or, you know, got into the playoffs. playoff run. Yeah. yeah. But definitely in where I have come out first, I had a, I had the top tight end. Yeah. So I think, like, that's one of the things I did. I evaluated. I'm in many leagues. We've been doing this for, like, 12 years plus. (laughs) And that that is the thing. I have come to realize you need to invest in your tight end. Combined, I think we have 120 years experience. (laughs) <laughs> because 12 years and each league is one year. I mean, and you count up all the leagues, it's got to be like 120 years at least, right? I, I Sure, Justin. We do can the, go with that. Do the math. But I, I looked at this. Um, I Just real quick um, to kind of piggyback off mm-hmm. your point there. I agree that this position is devalued a lot by people. There's a lot of people that decide they're just going to wing it. And maybe you have found some success in that, but I think we're – getting farther and farther away from finding success doing that because some of your top tier guys, Travis Kelsey, for example, you just can't replace the value that he brings compared to a top or a bottom five, even. Exactly. I mean, you're number 10 10, compared to, I just, I should save this when we're going into it, but I, this is the part where I need to do this. Last year, Travis Kelsey finished the season with 261.3 points. Fryermuth finished with 116.7 as the 10th tight end. That's that, 150 points. Yeah, which is crazy. You That's 10 points a week. So saving your money on uh, tight end so that you can get some flex, that flex is 
likely not getting you. You have to every points. I don't. I've never been on a, in a league where you don't have a tight end position that you have to fill every week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can put a tight end in your flex, but that tight end spot, you have somebody who has Kelsey, or let's take T.J. Hawkinson, who finished second among tight ends last um, season. <laughs> he ended the season with 172.4, almost 100 points less than Travis Kelsey, coming in at the number two tight end last year. Which is insane. 100 points. Mm-hmm. 100 point difference. Your, your number one running back and number two running back are not 100 point difference. Same with wide receivers, same with quarterbacks. It is insane the advantage the top tight end right now, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, can give you. And I think... He should not be undervalued. He should be considered a wide receiver, basically, when you're looking at drafting. And if you're going to take a wide receiver for your number one, you should take Travis Kelsey. Yeah. That is my opinion this season, that if you're planning on taking a wide receiver, (laughs) you might as well take Travis Kelsey, get the win in your tight end position all season long. And do you know what I mean? You you uh, did a mock draft where you took him. It was a two tight end league. It was. Which makes a difference. But mm-hmm. you did a draft where you took him with your first pick. And mm-hmm. I think it was a good move. Yeah, looking at wide receiver points from last year, he would have finished as the fifth wide receiver behind only Justin Jefferson, Devonta Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. So that's insane when you can get that out of a tight mm-hmm. end. So anyway, anyways, I think we probably buried very... the lead there on who is <laughs> towards the top of our list. I don't know if he's your number one. I don't want to give it away, but mm-hmm. should we start at number ten? We should. All right, lead We're... the way, ladies first. Okay, <laughs> my number ten is Cole Komet. Oh, Cole Komet. I know the bear. I he finished. He finished seventh. Among tight ends last season, with an average of 7.2 points a week. They currently have him ranked at 11. I just, I know there's a lot more options. I guess there was always a lot of options on our Bears offense. We were doing a lot of, of things, but I think Cole Komet is underrated this season. Yeah. And even though he's at 11, they still have him, they have him points per week is like 6.2. I still think he's going to be around that seven points per week average. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he's my number 10, which seven points per week seems low for a tight end, but that's just what you're getting when you're talking about the 10th tight end. Yeah, no, exactly. The 10th spot. I mean, that's what you hope for, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if you just decide I'm going to wing it on tight end and not invest and I'm going to maybe I'll draft Cole Komet for $8, which is his AAV average auction value right now, then, yeah, I think the the problem there is that you are only shooting for seven, um, seven points a week. If you look at his stats, he didn't score a touchdown until, let's see, week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Week eight was his first touchdown. Mm-hmm. He finished with seven. He had two games where he had two touchdowns. He did have a little dry spell, and then the last two games he had a touchdown in each. We saw him really pick up in targets and yeah. everything towards the end of the season, and I think that's only going to continue into this season. I agree. I mean, he went from one, one, three, two, 
two, six, seven, five, six, five, six. You know, his his targets went up a lot, and, and I do think, yeah, they have more weapons. They brought in Robert Tunyon, but I do think Fields and Komet have a good connection going on, and I expect it to continue, especially mm-hmm. in that red zone. Do not have him at number 10. He's a little higher on my list. But, okay. Just a little. No, I'm not done. Oh, you're not <laughs> I'm done. I'm not done. Go on. The reason I don't have him higher is because we have DJ Moore. We have Darnell Mooney. We have Chase Claypool. We also brought in Robert Tunyon at the tight end position. There are a lot of offensive weapons yeah. that Justin Fields has, and that is why, I like last season, it, it was so inconsistent in your Bears wide receivers. Very true. And just like we saw, like, I'm not, not to compare the Bears to the Chiefs, <laughs> but to compare the Bears to the Chiefs, <laughs> Mahomes number one quarterback had so many you couldn't have you, c- you couldn't rely on mvs juju or nicole hardman there are too many options and they have travis kelsey but there are too many <laughs> options do you know what i mean one of the uh yeah i do know what you mean one of the hot takes we got you you mentioned chase claypool one of the hot takes was that chase claypool would not make the team's roster this year thinking they're gonna cut him i, don't I know do why like do mooney and more over him yeah yeah, no, I do too, but I hopefully he can prove himself because it, it is looking like that was a bad trade right now. Um, I'll talk about Cole Kmet in a little bit, but number 10 for me, and it's mainly due to his price, Pat Fryermuth. At $18? At $18. I like Pat Fryermuth a lot. I think he's a really good tight end. I'm not scared that they brought in Darnell Washington to take some of those red zone targets away. Because Pat Fryermuth is just a guy that embodies a Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, you look at him and he just, you just think, oh yeah, that looks like a Pittsburgh Steeler tight end. I think he is going to do well. He finished eighth last year mm-hmm. with 7.8 points per game. He's uh, projected 7.53, so about the same as it's last year. It's pretty much the same. I think he's finishing lower because some of these other tight ends we're going to talk about, I do project finishing mm-hmm. with more and giving you more per week and Muth would be higher on my list if he wasn't $18 so he's lower on your list because of the $18 yes. I have him at number nine spoiler okay. alert we're just gonna move right into yeah. that I have him at nine because I would rather get the more points out of it like I I have him at nine because you can get more out of him okay and I think you could get out of commit okay and I think when you're looking at the tight end position you really need to take into consideration points. I don't feel like I would want to spend $18 for Fryermouth whatsoever. Yeah, that's the thing that was holding me back. Some of these, like, I disagree with the current auction values on these tight ends. Yeah. Aside from maybe your top four. And the thing is, I don't know if we'll roll into a lot of drafts with Fryermouth, of our drafts, mm-hmm. with Fryermouth going for $18. However, there's a reason that's his AAV. Apparently, some people are in there bidding higher on him. Maybe when it's you all get the down Steelers to it, if, if you're getting into your draft and people have already bid and taken the fir- the <laughs> top nine, eight, nine tight ends, and he's what's left, and you need to get him to secure that position. Yeah, you might want to consider paying. Because if you don't, you're going to be looking at tight ends who are going to give you less than six points a game. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. Maybe maybe those top eight are gone, and you're in a 12-team league, 
and Muth is there, so it raises his price at that point, right? Because he's one of the few left that are can compete. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's you're paying eighteen dollars, so ten dollars more than Komet for projected twenty one points. Now last year Komet finished higher than Friermuth, only by six points. So splitting hairs there. The ten dollars difference to me is just a little too much, which is why Cole Komet is my number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you already, so we have them flipped. Yep, we got them flipped. And see, and I I would be happy with either, but I do think that, I just do think that Friermuth, because of our offensive weapons this year, I think Friermuth will produce more than Komet. I think you can make the argument that Steelers have weapons too with Pickens and Johnson and they the I red do, zone tight end. But rookie I tight think end. that Firemuth is going to remain consistent compared to last year. That's fair. Um, yeah, for me, it's just a price thing. Like I said, if he was lower than $18, he would be higher on the list. So I had to put Komet on him. So Firemuth and Komet are 10 and 9, and Komet and Firemuth are 10 and 9 for you. So we got them <laughs> a little flipped, but we got the same two. Who do you got at number eight? We didn't even I, talk about our honorable mentions yet. Are we going to no, talk about them I'm later? I'm going to circle back to that because okay. once we get through our top 10, I have, I think, some tight ends I want to point out to people as flyers, like a dollar bid flyer towards yep. the end of your draft. And I got four um, of those. And for leagues that are dra- have 12 teams, I'm going to bring you an 11 and 12. I'm going to round back and bring you some tight ends that I would feel comfortable Ranking 11 and 12. There you go. So he got a date then. David Njoku. Ooh. I know. Gross. It felt weird, but yes. <laughs> I do have him here because I think he's going to get you an additional point per week compared to Firemuth and Komet. He finished 12th among tight ends last season. Um, he, They actually have him projected less with less points this season than last but last season he brought in an average of 8.1 points per week and with i know you have your own you probably are saying gross because of watson yeah i (laughs) i if you've listened to us before if not Welcome, by the way. Um, hopefully we have some new people listening after talking to all y'all at the Expo. But if you've listened to us before, I'm just out on the Browns altogether. I, I don't believe that they're going to be the competitive team that everybody thinks. And so $20 for Najoku is just too much for me. Um, it's I, too much. Okay. <laughs> if I was just ranking not based on AAV, he would be in my top 10. But based on what you're getting for spending $20, I'm not touching it. But that is, again, part of that is just my personal vendetta against the Browns this year. Sorry, Canton, I know we were just there. So if you don't want to spend, who would you spend $20 on? Well, there's other people on my list. I know. So who's your number eight? Who would you spend $20 on? My number eight, I would spend $1 on, which is his AAV. I don't understand it. Dawson Knox. I don't understand the dollar price. I, I get they, they got Dalton Kincaid. They have this shiny new toy. But I don't think Dalton Kincaid is. You know how many people are going to draft Dalton Kincaid? And, and I'm stealing this right from the Don of Bill's Mafia, our managing editor, Adam Pelletier. Do you know how many people are going to be disappointed week one when he only plays 30% of the snaps? He's going to be, Dalton Kincaid's going to be slow to get going. 
Dawson Knox is the guy. He's been the guy at Buffalo. Josh Allen knows him. Josh Allen trusts him. And I think not only are they going to run two tight end sets, I believe they're going to be able to line up Dawson Knox as a slot receiver as well. They're going to be able to put him a little more creatively around So you around have the him field. there because of that receiver, because he is going to be sharing time with Kincaid. Yeah, I don't think Kincaid's going to eat into his his Not, workload as much as mm-hmm. the the uh, the fantasy projections are showing. So, since we're just here, Kincaid is one of the players, the Titans, that if you can get him for a dollar in your auction leagues, I think you should do it because I if don't... If it's a keeper league. If it's a keeper or league, contract. No. Okay, just no. keeper. Okay. Keeper contract. I agree with you. Because... Not this year. I still I agree with you in the fact that I think Dawson Knox is still their main tight end this year. But I think Kincaid is the future for this Bills offense. Yeah, no, I agree that he is going to be a playmaker in the future. I don't think it's going to be this year, and I think Knox is still going to be that guy. I know he only finished 13th last year. He kind of had a disappointing season overall. But at the dollar, I just can't help myself in grabbing him. By the way, we're on tight ends. We're talking about a future tight end and Dalton Kincaid. What was your hot take? I would like you to share that with everybody. Maybe I'll get to my hot take oh. later when I get to my other $1 tight end. Okay, your your deals. Okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Well, then Why let's talk about your number not seven. not get ahead of yourself? Let's stick on. <laughs> let's take let's about 10% the off there, Squirrely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, number seven. Evan Ingram. Okay. He is $18 still seems steep. I'm doing it. I would pay that though. If that was the, the 100%, you know, I would pay that if everyone above him that I have ranked were taken, I would pay $18 to secure that tight end position for myself. Yeah. So Evan Ingram at eight, I think I have a different opinion on the Jags than I had in previous, like before we went to the expo and we just, I gained so much information and different opinions and I had to weigh them. One thing I wasn't considering when I was projecting this Jags offense or just in general, this team to do so well this year was the games that, the teams they have to play. They, they have, have a, a very hard, tough schedule. A very tough schedule. And I know we've talked about strength of schedule, but some of these teams and they're overseas. Twice. Twice this season. It is two in a row. So they'll two just in stay a row. there. Yeah, but, but still. it's still like there's a lot of things that impact how well a team is going to do. And when you're playing teams like the Chiefs, the Bills. The Bills. <laughs> Those are difficult teams to play that they don't wouldn't normally play. Yeah. No, agreed. They do have a tough schedule, so. But anyways, I still think I still think fantasy-wise. That's the thing. They could have a tough schedule. And they I, could lose games, but they but could they still could, be competitive yes. mm-hmm. and succeed in fantasy. I know. But anyway, I have an Evan Ingram number 7. And he is currently projected 128.7. He finished last season with 140.4, which is 8.3 points a week. They have him at 7.57 a week right now. And I think that he could do higher. One thing I want to throw out there is that our, the current projections for tight ends has every single tight end 
in the top, mm, I don't know, 15, 20, <laughs> projected much lower than their average points per week last week or last year, except for Darren Waller, which I think makes sense, yeah, and Kyle Pitts. Which Those are the only two tight ends who are projected more points per week this season compared to their last season. Yeah. Everyone else is projected way lower, and I just don't see that. Like I, uh, We're just not going to get any production out of these tight ends this season. It is interesting. It's really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, because we saw that a little bit with running backs, too, mm-hmm. that they were down on the projections. And I just sometimes it makes sense, and other times it's like, what? why? Why would they do that much worse? But even Kelsey is projected an entire three points less per week than yeah. last season. Why? Right. Yeah. That they I, apparently they don't think he's going to be able to. Mark keep, Andrews, he's a pro- year older, Maybe projected about <laughs> two points less per week. George Kittle projected another three points less per week, but he's still up there. He's still ranked high. Yeah. But they're projecting that much lower for these tight ends, and I. I'd like to know why, <laughs> but I, I'm going to, so that's why I pulled in. I had to pull in their points per week last year. I know that's, I have these guys finishing differently this year, but the points per week isn't varying that much for me if they are still a top ranked tight end. Sure. Well, I'm going to stop you there because you said the name of my number seven, George Kittle. Ooh, that's, I know. That's spicy. I know. That is a little <laughs> spicy. Um, part of it's his injury history. He tends to miss a couple games a year. I, I know that he's he's shown to stay healthy a little bit better last year, but I still worry about that. He also had a his best year touchdowns-wise last year, so I worry he regresses back to his normal average. The Brock Purdy thing, I think Brock Purdy's going to spread the ball around a little bit more. Now, I don't know if you heard the quote, you know, everybody's been like, who's going to be the number one quarterback? One of our hot takes was that Sam Darnold was going to be a top 10 quarterback. One of them was that Kyle Shanahan is going to end up being the 49ers quarterback by the Super Bowl. Um, Kyle Shanahan said that Brock Purdy would have to melt in practice in order to not be the number one. So that's interesting. But it's mainly George Kittle's price at $24. I I don't know why he's valued $2 more than a couple other people I have higher or $6 more than your number seven. I I, I get that he's a talented guy. I just think this is a run-heavy team. And George Kittle gets banged up because what's he do very well? He run blocks well, so he never comes out of the game. He rarely comes out of the game, I should say. He comes out every now and then. But he rarely comes out of the game. He's on the field a lot, and that worries me. That concerns me. So as much as I love George Kittle, our Iowa Hawkeye, and he would be higher on my list if it was not for the $24. If you put him at 22 like Darren Waller and Dallas Goddard have, he would be in my top five. I know it's only $2, but that's where I got him. You're on crack. <laughs> I'm on crack. I just. <laughs> All right. I, I disagree with you. That's okay. Um, I'm assuming then he's higher on your list. <laughs> That's all right. He is. And I'm going to bring you some. Are you going to bring it now or are you going to wait till we get to him on your list? I'm going to wait till all I right. get to him. But I just. Who's your number six then? All right. Are you ready? Yeah. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Goddard. Dallas Goddard with the Eagles is my number six. Okay. He finished last season. Disrespectful, but go ahead. It's not disrespectful. He finished as tight end 11 last season. After missing I have, five games. He did miss five games. Okay. If he had not missed, let me just tell you this right now. <laughs> She's breaking out the calculator. Last season, he averaged... 7.96. No, that's nope. this week. Nope, nope, nope. 9.5. Oh, damn it. Okay. Do you on. want me to double check to make sure it was five games? Yeah. I want to be I need to know how many here. games he missed. All right. It doesn't matter. We know that he finished... His average was 9.5 points per week last season. Yeah, what's that in a full 17-game slate? 161.5. Yeah. He would have finished as a second tight end last season. Exactly. No, he wouldn't. I lied. Don't be a liar. Hold on. <laughs> Spreadsheets. Give me a second. Spreadsheets. 161. He would have finished as tight end four. Look at that. He missed five games. Okay. But he would have finished as tight end four. Ooh. I didn't do that math on that stat before. You didn't do the math. I didn't. But anyway, I'm not going back on my rankings now. <laughs> <laughs> I have him at It's okay, you can adjust on the fly I have him at 6, but No, that's where he needs to be okay. I'm not saying that he's not worth Money at number 6 <laughs> But I still have I wouldn't change How my top 5 How much does that five. cost? Money, money. <laughs> So he fin Yeah, he did miss games last season They have him Projected at 7.96. I think that he could be number five. I just think that my number five might have a very good year. I think he's an elite tight end. So I have Goddard at six, but he could be number five. Okay. Makes sense. With Jalen Hurts. I just, I like, I like Goddard. I don't yeah. not like him. We're getting into the tight Seems ends like that I would be like happy with. you don't like him a little bit because you've got him out of your top five. That's okay. At number six, I have Evan Engram, $18. I just mm -hmm. think that Jags offense is going to be very good. I like bringing in Calvin Ridley. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to do even better in his second year in Doug Peterson's offense. And I just, I'm, I'm hype about the Jags, despite, like we said, the tough schedule fantasy football wise, I think they're going to do very well at only $18. That's 14 cents per projected fantasy point. We haven't talked about that yet on this episode. 14 cents per projected fantasy point. He finished sixth last year, and that's exactly where I have him this year at six. I think he's going to finish there. And for $18, when you have to spend six more for George Kittle, who has the injury history, where Evan Engram, I guess, also has some injury history. But <laughs> but that's how I have it. Um, I'm sure that's going to upset Mr. Nick Fortune. Nick, I am sorry. I will buy a beer or something to make up for it. Anyways, number six, Evan Ingram. <clears throat> Who's your number five that you would not put Dallas Goddard above? Darren Waller. Okay. Oh, man. Which, by the way, we had a lot of hot takes about Darren Waller mm -hmm. being um, a top tight end, the top tight end, and having a really good year. But I like how you're stirring the pot between Sean and Kramer again. The, the Giants and the Eagles, <laughs> we're going to have to clip that so that they know your allegiance is obviously to Kramer. Why hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I, I just said on my last one that I would do Goddard or Waller at number five. I said Goddard could be five. I, I could be either or. I would, but 
I have Waller ahead because I just think he is an elite tight end. Got He's an elite tight now. end. <laughs> you have me flustered. You shut your mouth over there. I have high hopes for Waller this season. I think he's going to do great on the Giants offense. He, there's a lot of controversy with him last year because <laughs> he was injured, but he was out and not injured all that time. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Last season, with the games he did play, he brought in 7.86 points per week. They have him bringing in eight, basically eight points Per week this season, eight points brings him up. All right. It just does at that. And we're talking a measly eight points, but it matters. <laughs> and you're talking 0. 0.07 from what Goddard is projected to bring mm -hmm. per week this week, this year. But he's also, I have him, I do, I have him above Goddard because I think Darren Waller is the Giants' best receiver. I agree with you. I, and just, just so you know, I also struggled with which one to place above the other. Mm -hmm. But at number five, I have Darren Waller, just like you do. Oh, you do? I do, yes. You agreed on one. Yep, $22 I think is a good price for him. I think it's the right price. I think Darren Waller could be potentially an elite tight end again. You know, he's mm -hmm. had years where he was towards the top. I just... I also agree with what you just said. He is their best receiving option on that team, aside from maybe Saquon Barkley. But if you're talking receivers, he's absolutely the best and most talented. I think this fresh start is going to be a really good thing for him. Um, also, I heard, I'm trying to think, I want to give credit. I think this was Terrell. I think Terrell said, did you know they had to pull Darren Waller out of practice and training camp? Because Dan Jones wouldn't quit throwing him the ball. Now, that does scare <laughs> you a little bit if he's looking down just one person. A the little. defense can really play mm -hmm. on that. But it also shows that he's he's ready to feed this guy. That's ex that it is exciting. And And I did flip yeah. him with my number four, but I eventually I landed with him at number five just because I trust the offense for number four more than I do the Giants offense, but I, li I like both of them. They're almost like a Tide at four or five range there. $22, Darren Waller. Who's your number four? Kittle. I thought you were going to say Pitts. <laughs> I Jesus, Justin. I You ready for is, my number one? Am I bringing back the Pitts passion? Please don't. I'm over the Pitts, <laughs> your Pitts passion. He's... Spoiler alert, Pitts is not in my top ten. <laughs> He is currently, in the current projections, number six. Um, spoiler alert, at 21 fucking dollars, he is not in my top <laughs> ten either. What the fuck? Okay. I don't understand that. <laughs> Sorry if I uh, just went off the rails there, but $21? I think you're over your passion for him, I Justin. think so. Yeah. You're, no you're like in your... You're, he's... Yeah. Yeah. We're, he and I are never, ever... Ever getting back, back together. together. <laughs> Okay, Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right. Kittle, my number four. I know you're writing him off. I'm not. I'm not ready to. That's fine. He is still a premium tight end in my book. In 2018, he finished third. In 2019, he finished two for tight ends. He did not. I, I'm scratching 2020 because Dangerous. he only played eight games. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't do the math. I can pull that stat together. Do the math. Maybe I'll tweet it out later. <laughs> and people are going to be like, why the hell is she talking about 2020? But in 2020, he probably would have finished higher than 19 had he played all eight games. Or not eight games. Had he played more than eight games. 2021, he finished four. Last year, he came in third among tight ends. He has been a top five tight end for the last five years. Yeah. I'd I like George Kittle, too. I just I couldn't do it. I think I want Brock Purdy <laughs> to be at the home. Brock hard. And I just, you know, my Iowa guys, Purdy and Purdy, Kittle. Purdy's going to be at the helm. I mean, after, like I said, Shannon said he'd have to melt in practice to lose the quarterback one job. Yeah. I just mean, I think people are still kind of talking about that injury. They are. Yeah. So Kittle, he's still, he's still up there. I haven't seen him decline yet. Yeah. It's hilarious to me with people talking about the, the Purdy injury. It's not that they're Trey Lance truthers, the the person that the 49ers gave up a lot of picks for. It's that they're Sam Darnold truthers, which just doesn't make sense. I heard, I heard so much <laughs> Sam Darnold talk over last weekend that I'm just like, what is wrong with you people? But I'll just keep my mouth shut right. when they're talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, oh. George Kittle, you're number four. He is my number, number four. My number, number four. Number four. Is, I kind of tipped my hand here saying that you had trouble doing these guys, which uh, which way to order them. So did I a little bit. But Dallas Goddard, I just like that Eagles offense so much more. Um, and, and you laid it out. Had he played the full season, not been injured, he would have finished as the, what did we say, fourth tight end. He's the same price as Darren Waller. While I think Darren Waller is going to be looked at more often in that offense than Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard is going to have less defensive pressure because they have to account for AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, guys like that. I just, I really like how he fits in this offense. I have a lot of trust in Hertz. I have a lot of trust in that Eagles offense. I think they're going to be a high powered machine again. So that's why I had to put him above Darren Waller. So we are split between Kramer and Sean, but at least each one of us took one of their sides, so we will hopefully continue to get to work here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had, I said that they were swappable. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't you, pick a side. But that you ended up putting Waller. Well, I know above because I think the potential. Yeah, yeah, there's so much more potential there, in my opinion. Even though you just ranked Goddard as as your number yeah. four. Yep. My number three is T.J. Hawkinson. Ooh. They have, he finished second among tight ends. It's not disrespect. (laughs) He finished second among tight ends last season. They have him projected at seven right now, which I don't understand that. But at $21, I will go Hawkinson all day. And let's see, they're projecting him at 7.86 points per week. He finished with 10 points per week, 10.1 last season. I... Don't know if the Vikings are going to have as good of a season as last season. They really messed that up. I don't think they're going to win as many games. Mm -hmm. But But I still think TJ Hawkinson, he's a premium tight end. Yeah. Offensively, I think they will score as many points or be Mm -hmm. able to move the ball as efficiently. Um, I'm going to talk about my number two real quick because my number two is TJ Hawkinson at $21. It's crazy to me that he's only, uh, you know, a dollar over 20 when he was the second tight end last year. Um, And 
not a lot has changed mm-hmm. for those Vikings. I realize Dalvin Cook is gone. That doesn't concern me as far as how their passing offense is going to be affected. Yes, Adam Thielen is gone, but they put Jordan Addison in there, and I think it's going to be a fairly seamless transition there. And Kirk Cousins slings the ball. Say what you want about Kirk Cousins. Love him or hate him. The good guy that everybody has fallen in love with after the uh, the quarterback show on Netflix. But Kirk Cousins is is a, a gunslinger almost. And he's a pretty accurate quarterback who is going to help TJ Hawkinson succeed. Hawkinson didn't even seem to miss a beat from being transitioned from the Lions to the Vikings in that trade. He's my number two. I just, while we were on him, I figured I would talk about him. My number three who I have a feeling is your number two, so we got these guys flipped, is Mark Andrews. I put Mark Andrews here for a couple different reasons. A, we've heard the same old story from the Ravens before. We're going we're gonna to throw the ball more, right? And they never do. They run the ball more. Mark <laughs> Andrews is $6 more than TJ Hawkinson, and I don't mm. think he's going to finish better than Hawkinson personally. And... Isaiah likely looked really good as a rookie last year. It scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to take no. Andrew's job. If Andrew's is there, no. You, you are getting crazy. Okay. He's listen, not. Listen, I'll tell you why. Okay. Georgia offensive coordinator Ton Monkinen has experience running two tight end sets. I think they're both going to be on the field. And I think the defense, if you have an opportunity, you say, I got to cover one of these tight ends really well. Am I covering Mark Andrews or am I covering Isaiah Likely? They're going to focus on Mark Andrews. And that just worries me a little bit. I still think he's going to be a dominant tight end. He's still at number three on my list. I just think Isaiah Likely is going to eat a little into that workload. And that just dropped him up below. How, has there been me. talks about Lamar Jackson and chemistry with Likely? Has there been talks of Lamar Jackson and chemistry with Andrews? He already has it. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) Likely filled in fairly well for Andrews. But anyways, you're number two. Defend your position. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. I'm not saying anything My number two is Mark Andrews. Yeah. He would have finished. You have to remember, he didn't play all 17 games last season. Yeah. He would have finished number two. He would have finished above Hawkinson last season had he played two more games. Okay. Because he averaged 10.3 a week where Hawkinson was 10.1, which I know is only 0.2 points more. He does bring in more points than Hawkinson. I think he's going to continue to. I think the Vikings are going to take a step back. I... Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews is that offense. <laughs> yeah. I don't see oh, – you're saying if they have Likely and they have Andrews, who are they going to cover? But even if they didn't have Likely or Andrews and it was just Andrews out there, most wouldn't most teams have covered him or tried to cover him? I guess that's true. And they're true. not doing that. Yeah. They're not doing a good job at it. Oh, I like him. I, and he's number three on my list. It's not like I bumped him down to ten. Um, well, you're like, defend it. It's because I do think that <laughs> Andrews is better than Hawkinson. $6 better? I would pay the same $6 for either if those were my, if Kelsey was gone. So you'd pay 27 for either, you're saying? I'd pay more than 27 Okay. I, <laughs> where I wouldn't pay, hang on, my spreadsheet's all jacked up with my filters. I have to unfilter <laughs> what I just did. <laughs> Where I wouldn't pay twenty dollars for David Njoku, I would pay forty 
for Mark Andrews, for Kittle. <laughs> I feel bad because you for just... Haw- sorry. I would pay $40 for Mark Andrews or for DJ Hawkinson. I would overpay based on their value. I'm glad you just told everybody in our listener league to bid us up. Thank just, you for that. No, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to. Oh, I would, but it doesn't mean I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, because because I will not allow that. Um, <laughs> all right, so we've had pretty much the same people, just a little bit different order. Mm-hmm. Kittle has been the biggest one we've disagreed on, and you did not have Dawson Knox in yours, correct? No. No. Okay. No, and who I, did you have that I didn't have? I had. Did Nijoku. you not have Nijoku. Nijoku. You didn't have Nijoku. Yeah. and I think we all know who our number one is. You're an idiot if Travis Kelsey isn't your number one tight end. Yes, agreed. Um, Sorry, but you are. <laughs> shout out to FF Bourbon Dude. Bradley Stickler was listening to a uh, a panel at the Expo, and where they were talking about a tight end premium league, and multiple people on this panel said that they wouldn't worry about drafting Travis Kelsey in the first round or even the second round until finally somebody I'm on the I'm sorry, panel but Kelsey said, is always going in the first round. Yeah. There is no way he doesn't. You just said if he was a wide receiver, he'd be wide receiver five based on the amount of points that he brings Yeah, for sure. for fantasy every year. Absolutely. Why would he... Explain to me. You? Explain to me how he doesn't go in the first round if this is not an auction draft. Right. Explain to me, and I would like to just be a part of that league so that I could take <laughs> him in the first round. Right. Yeah. Even and like, Brad it was also baffled by it. It's that's crazy. I can see maybe you don't want to like if if uh, the number four through one wide receiver is available, maybe you don't. I think that's stupid. Honestly, because there is not another tight end that can take that spot on your roster that's going to put up the points that Travis Kelsey will put up. And there's not nothing another- else. No other tight end in the league comes close to the amount of points that Travis Kelsey puts up. And no other player in a different position gives you such a point differential. No, advantage. you cannot make that up. You can't draft. You can't draft. Let's. Michael Mayer for the Raiders. You can't draft him as your number one tight end. Now, let me do something a little more realistic here. You can't draft Dalton Schultz right. as your number one tight end in your roster and expect to make up the... Give me a second for the math here. Do the math. I'm going to assume that Kelsey puts up the 15.37 points a week that he did last year because I don't think that that's going to change that significantly. So eight and points more, basically. No, that's that's um, nine points. Nine points. I must be looking He's at projected, the wrong... Dalton Schultz is currently projected 6.25 oh, points a week. I'm following. Tell me another position. Tell me a wide receiver you could draft, not in the first round, that's going to make up... Ten gonna give you ten more points in addition to what the averages for that position. Yeah, I just that realized. You're gonna get. I just realized how close and passionate you were to your mic about this. I had to Shit. tone you down I'm a little sorry. bit. You're good. But this is why this, this is, is this is a, a passionate subject for you. It is when you, you when are we the talk tight end expert, Travis Kelsey, because the. The tight end position, it's just so, it is, it's overlooked and overlooked. But if you get that top tight end, it will make or break. Like, I remember, this is where, like, I had an emotional breakdown during a draft (laughs) years ago. 
when I spent like Travis Kelsey fifty six, I sp- I spent fifty four dollars on Gronk, but I won that year mm-hmm. because at the time he was so much farther above than the number two tight end. Right, and you can't make up those points. Yeah, no, I so agree. this could get ugly in your auction league. <laughs> it could get really ugly if you take my advice and. You have multiple people in your league who's gonna t- who are going to want to take my advice and try to go after Kelsey. You could spend. I could see him going for more than the fifty six dollars. I could see him going for above sixty. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. And he would be worth it. Yeah, for sure. Because, uh, sorry, Justin. You're good. But um, Justin Jefferson, sixty four dollars. Let me see. Let me. R- my filters again you and your filters causing you all sorts of problems over there Tyreek Hill is projected less points than what Travis Kelsey put up last season wow I'm just gonna say that's crazy isn't it Mm -hmm. well I agree with you my number one, obviously, also Travis yeah. Kelsey. They, he's just... I got a little intense there. I feel like I just... <laughs> hey, take a breath. I'll talk a little bit. Um, I, I I know he's a year older. I've heard, I heard that argument this week. He's a year older, but I, I, you can't bet against that until you see it on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Until you see him take a step back, until you see he and Patrick Mahomes not be one of the best duos in the NFL... Why would you bet against it? I wouldn't. I don't want to. He's I, my number I apologize one. if I'm repeating myself, but Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback in the league. And last season, there was not a Chiefs wide receiver in the top 20. Right. For wide receivers. And that is because of Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he commands all the attention and everything. So, agreed. Um, I just want to throw out, you talked about a guy that's on my honorable mentions, Dalton Schultz. I don't like that he's $8 with C.J. Stroud at the helm. I think Dalton Schultz is a very good tight end, and I think he's probably going to bail Stroud out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I don't like that he's $8. Do you want me to go through my rest of the three, or do you want to do them one by one? Well, I was just going to tell you, you're doing honorable mentions, but I was just going to say, I was going to circle back because there are so many leagues have 12 teams. We have, a, I mean, you always, your top 10, give me your top 10. And we are in quite a few leagues that only have 10 teams. But if you're in a league with 12 teams, I want to set you up for like, well, okay, well, you gave me your top 10. What if I, what if those are gone and I don't have a num- my wide receiver one on my team? I think All right, Dalton at, Schultz was one of mine. Then. Dalton Schultz is one of mine too. Kyle Pitts. I'm not <laughs> high on Kyle Pitts. Shut up, Justin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> at $21? Not at $21. If you're picking no. your 12th. No, 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 no. Hang on. If you're picking your 12th tight end, you're spending $21. I'm at- not. <laughs> Scratch the auction values. I'm saying if you're looking for who you can get out there. Because if everyone else has all those other tight ends that we've just talked about, they're not probably going to bid you up to $21 for Kyle Pitts. We don't see that happen in auctions. All right. So shut your you. mouth. <laughs> Just shut your mouth. Um, I don't need this sass from you. <laughs> but he is very highly ranked, in my opinion, this year. 
I don't have him up there. I have him outside the top 10. But I still think, even though, let's see, he finished he finished 33 last year. Did he play every game? No, he was injured. Okay, well, there. okay, okay, hold on. He averaged 6.2 points per week last week. Last, last year. year. He would have finished the season with 105.4. That is why I would have him outside the top 10. Yeah. Um, that is around the 13th position. For the value, he's way outside my top 12. I'm not talking about his value. I know, I know. I'm saying if you're there. Some Pitts, value. Schultz, or Higby. I just wanted to finish finish who I would tell you to go after to if the mine. top 10 <laughs> are gone. I would think that you could put in your that spot over the whoever is remaining. Pitts, Schultz, and Higby. Higby is also on my list. I think the Rams and Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, Jeez, if healthy. you got me so riled up. <laughs> are, are still a competitive team. I like Irv Smith on the Bengals. I think he was a guy that couldn't stay healthy for the Vikings, but has the, the mm-hmm. talent um, to be good. And that Bengals team can move the ball, though Hayden Hurst didn't necessarily ascend to be a top tight end. I still like Irv Smith's chances. And then our guy, who we're not talking about because I know they've got Juwan Johnson. I know they've got Jimmy Graham. I know they got Jimmy Graham. But Taysom Hill is the only tight end who runs the ball and throws the ball as well as catches it. And I don't think they're going to get away from keeping him involved now He's going to be involved. The so trouble the problem, is... The problem with him the, is that it's so inconsistent. Quit taking my No, it words. is. <laughs> he is so inconsistent. It's a gamble. Yeah. You have to decide when you think he's going to hit that boom week. Agreed. When he hits the boom, it pays off. But it's so inconsistent. I don't... You'd have to really analyze the game. You'd have to break it down to what dive deep into it which i haven't done to see when he's hit those booms and what played into that mm-hmm. but he is a very versatile player yeah so uh, that adds value to him but currently i would not spend more than a dollar on him right which is his age. and i would not you cannot rely on Taysom hill as your wide receiver one right as your wide receiver one. <laughs> we can't rely on him for that either that's true but you cannot rely on him as your tight end yeah no, I agree. Mm-hmm. So that was our top 10 plus some so little I, extra tidbits. Little extra tidbits. I have some, for those of you who are in your a keeper league, contract leagues, I have some flyers. Oh, you have more based off of what we just gave? Yes. I gave, if you're in a 12-person league... Yeah, who you could get my, at 11 and 12. Those are just my honorable mentions. What do you got for Flyers besides so, Dalton Kincaid? Besides Dalton Kincaid who, Kincaid, who is one of the ones that I had, Juwan Johnson, mm-hmm. because Darren Waller and Derek Carr had a lot of chemistry together on the Raiders. Yeah. The Saints offense is very similar to the Raiders offense. Derek Carr coming over to the Saints – them drafting Juwan Johnson. I think that in in the future, I think it's worth paying a dollar later on in the draft. Get him for a dollar. Hang on to him and see what he does next year. Yeah. See what he does this year. This year. See what, and then see like if he's worth keeping. Another tight end where I think there's value at getting him at a dollar now is Sam Laporta for the Lions. Yeah, for sure. Because he came out of Iowa, he's... <laughs> Replacing TJ Hawkinson. 
Who also came out of Iowa? Do you know who else came out of Iowa? George Kittle. Kittle. And Noah Fant. Noah yeah. Fant, a little irrelevant for a tight end right now, but the Seahawks have... His rookie year, though. He did. He looked good. I just think that he's in an offense where they're not utilizing him. Yeah. I think that Kirk Ferentz knows how to make tight ends. Clearly, as evidenced, because currently we already have two Iowa tight ends in the top five. Not according to your top top five list <laughs> but a legit top five list has kittle Whoa. in it <laughs> shots fired did you know that noah font fant font F- fanta fanta yeah and tj <laughs> hawkinson became the first set of tight ends from the same school drafted in the first round they were both drafted in the first round in the same year and that's the first time two tight ends from the same school have been drafted because that's how good Iowa mm-hmm. tight ends are. But anyway, I think Sam Laporta is a future top five tight end. That was one of my hot takes from the expo. And especially because he's going at TJ Hawkinson finished second last year. Mm-hmm. And he is going in. TJ Hawkinson went from the Lions to the Vikings, but he's going in and he's going to take Hawkinson's spot on the Lions. He, Hawkinson was relevant when he was on the Lions. Yep. No, I agree. So anyway, I just think that's something to pay attention to. Get him for a dollar this year. See what happens. And if you're in the contract keeper leagues, hopefully that pays off. Yeah. Should we talk about some whiskey? You're like, let's just be done talking about tight ends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's talk about whiskey, Justin. All right. Why don't you kick it off? All right. As we said earlier on in the show, we are drinking... Keeper's Heart Irish American finished in Irish American single barrel finished in Pedro Zimenez Sherry Casks. Say PX. PX. <laughs> well, I don't know. PX Sherry Casks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just some background on Keeper's Heart. If you haven't heard it, make sure you go listen to I believe we said it was episode 48 with their distiller, Kate Douglas. Mm-hmm. But. Keeper's Heart is located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We were just there. Listen to last week's Two weekends ago. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we were at the distillery two weekends ago. Right. Continue. (laughs) I was going to say, last. listen to our episode from last week. If you listen to our episode from last week, we uh, reviewed our our trip to the distillery there, which was a lot of fun. But if you get a chance to go to Minneapolis and go there, highly recommend it. Highly recommend to do the tour. They do an excellent tour. They, uh, as we told many people this weekend, they, the O'Shaughnessy's, which own the distillery and opened the distillery, were able to pull Brian Nation from, um, to move from Ireland to Minneapolis. He was the master distiller at Jameson. In fact, the first non-family member to master distill for Jameson, distilled for Middleton and um, all those, a couple of those Irish greats. And the story behind it, Go Like I said, go back, listen to that episode with Kate Douglas. It was very entertaining to mm-hmm. just kind of the story behind that, him coming over, um, not knowing what Welch's white grape juice was. Like there's a lot of lot of good parts in that story that I feel like you need to go listen to. But um, it's family owned place that is just that everything they make, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, this one, of course, is a pick from a spirits, which we also talked about. We uh, had a interview with Luke Castle, the owner of Ace Spirits, go back listen to that because he's got an incredible store that we went to with all the incredible whiskey, and it's just awesome that you can order online. This one, 
is his store pick. He worked with Brian Nation on this one, and uh, I see you sniffing it over there. What do you get on the nose? Like chocolate covered cherries. I got a lot of chocolatey too. Like really? Yeah. <laughs> um, it almost it's interesting. It almost smells similar to the Madeira one. Mm, no, the no, Madeira was so. a lot more port. I don't get okay. cherry in port. Okay. So the the sherry smell is probably what we're. But a chocolate covered cherry. Yeah. You know those like cherry cordials. Maybe it's because you said it. Maybe like that's why. Like a cherry cordial. Yeah. Like a you know. That's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. A little bit of heat on the lips. There is some heat to this. It um, is 110 proof. It's got the cask mm-hmm. strength of 110 proof. I need to do my three sips. Yeah. To get the. Full flavor. See, my second sip, I got cherry. I, get I was going to say, maybe it's because you said it, but I am getting that as well. <clears throat> You're getting that cordial cherry type flavor to it. Mm-hmm. With the with a little bit of rye spice, I feel like. I'm getting the rye. And the you get rye. some heat. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cherry, rye, a little bit of heat. Not too much heat. It's just a nice warming heat A little for me. oak. A finish of some oak. Yeah. And if you take a smell now after you've tasted it, you're going to smell oak, I feel like. I do anyways. This is good. This is, um, I know the Madeira was a high proof, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. But that so. one didn't pack the heat like this. I know the Madeira warmed you. Mm-hmm. This one has some heat. Yeah. Um, It's strong. Ooh. I Hang on. I need another taste because I got something different on my finish there. It's got a nice um, toasty oak finish for me. Yeah. I said oak. Yeah, but like you can really tell like, it's it's almost a a tobacco type. Uh, I don't get tobacco. burning type nice finish, but no tobacco. It's just the burnt like not burnt oak, but fired oak. Charred. Charred. Yeah. Charred. charred. Like the charred oak <laughs> barrels that that the whiskey. It is getting late. Um but yes, the charred <laughs> barrels. No, this is really good. I really enjoy this one. I this is our one, two, three, four, five, I think sixth Keeper's Heart product that we've tried. And we've tried, so we've tried their Irish American, their Irish bourbon, mm-hmm. which we took to the expo. And many of you, if oh, you yeah. went to the expo, would have tried. I was going to mention um, that. Like we had so such great feedback mm-hmm. on that. So many people liked those Keeper's Heart whiskeys. And because this is located in Minneapolis, I don't know where all you can get Keeper's Heart. But to most people who we had try had never heard of Keeper's Heart. Right. But loved it. Yeah. So um, Even we the pe- really recommend yeah. Keeper's Heart whiskey to people to try. It's that blend of Irish and American whiskey mm-hmm. <clears throat> or bourbon and Irish whiskey blended. It's so unique. It is. Yeah. And very pleasing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, even some people that ah, I'm not a big whiskey person. Here, try this Irish rye or Irish American because it's it's pretty lighter. And they're like, "Ooh, I do like that." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, see, maybe you just haven't tried so the right whiskey." <laughs> I just took like a, a si- number s- sip. Wow, words sip number six, <laughs> and I got a lot of um, Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was coming through now. It's different. I think that when you're sipping on whiskey and you're trying it and you're really trying to pick out all the flavors, you need to take several sips. Yeah. Maybe swish it around in your mouth. Let it sit on your tongue. Like. That's what I like to do. I like to mm-hmm. hold it for a while. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Anyways, I was trying to think. We've tried the Irish American, yes. the Irish American High Proof, the Irish Bourbon, the Irish Bourbon High Proof, which it's are different. The ten year. Yeah, the ten year. Oh, I forgot about that. The Madeira. The Madeira. The Darkness. The Darkness. The Darkness was good, which is yeah. Surly. They partnered with yeah. Surly. Yeah, with their Darkness beer. So how many was that? Eight. I lost count. This is our eighth. This, this is, is our eighth. eighth. And I have. I have honestly liked slash loved every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some that I wish you would have bought in while we were at the distillery and we <laughs> don't have. Uh, we'll be back there. Yes. No worries. We got to we gotta spread out our purchases <laughs> <laughs> so we don't I go know. broke. <laughs> we, whiskey, believe it or not, was on our do not purchase list this year. Except for vacations. Well, we decided we added a, <laughs> an addendum to that. Later on, we made it like six months this year without buying whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that was impressive. It is. I, I know we didn't. I gifted you whiskey on your birthday. Well, that didn't count. But we're saying that didn't count. We said gifts don't count. Then we did, created the addendum that when we're on vacation or traveling, it doesn't count. So when we were in Colorado, we bought whiskey. When we were up in Minneapolis, we bought whiskey. You know how sometimes we're shopping for your dad or my dad and we're like, man, they are hard to shop for. You will never have that problem with me. You will always know that I enjoy trying whiskey and I like a good whiskey. (laughs) I will never have that problem until you own, until we own too many whiskeys. No such thing. You just drink some of them (laughs) and then then you can have more. All right, Justin. Anyways, thank you to anybody, everybody that stopped by mm-hmm. at our booth and stopped by to talk with us. We had a lot of fun again talking with y'all. Um, and thank you for listening to the episode and checking us out. Tomorrow, we have a special guest. We do. We have a distiller coming on out of Seattle, Washington, Two Bar Spirits. Going to be trying some whiskeys and talking whiskey and distilling with him. So make sure and you we'll check We'll be trying back. four of their whiskeys on the show. Yeah. So I'm excited. Strap. They're sitting on our counter right now, and I'm just like, ooh, I get to try you. I have to wait, though. <laughs> I get to try you. <laughs> yeah, so strap in and hold on tight because you might that might be a little bit much. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, just to circle back to this Keeper's Heart, I do like it. I like it more sipping than in the old fashioned, but we also didn't have oranges. So I don't really think that I can call our old fashioned an old fashioned. It really does seem more like a sipping whiskey, though. It does. When you Something have like straight. those finishes, I think they're better sipped. Yeah, agreed. Um, and this is good. And you can only get it at Ace Spirits. You can go to acespirits.com, search Keeper's Heart. Ace Spirits will ship direct to consumer in 42 states. I think it's 42. 41 42. or 42, yeah. So, most of the United States, they will ship direct to consumer. You can get $10 off of your purchase with code BET, B-E-T. Which knocks, I mean, you got to pay shipping, of course, because Luke has to pay to ship it. But that knocks your shipping in half. So, mm-hmm. so you can't beat that. No. <laughs> and, yeah, you can only get this one there, and I highly recommend it. So, go order, order it today. We'll be back tomorrow talking with Two Bar Spirits. Miranda, do you have anything else to add? No, this has been a fun one. Yeah, make sure you reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us on all of them. Reach out, ask your questions. We would love to open up the mailroom 
So shoot us your questions. We uh, and if you want to collab with us, if we met you um, this weekend and you're you're listening, and you're like, man, it'd be cool to hop on their show and talk a little bit. Reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. I'm thinking because Monday we're going to be doing our waivers. Thursday is going to be kind of a start sit preview of the week. I think that'd be a great time to bring on guests and we'll kind of have like a little open forum, talk mm-hmm. about who they're looking at this week, things like that. Yeah, that sounds like a, a great time to me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. How's your old fashioned over there? Is mostly gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old fashioned football.